Greetings, and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a 15-minute summary, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 289. Starting off with security news. CISA has released analysis of its RVA, Risk and Vulnerability Assessment Programs, for fiscal year 2020. It looks at the top findings in the assessments it's done and maps them to MITRE's attack framework. It is a really high-quality PDF and report, and I've got a link to it in the newsletter. Biden asked Putin on Saturday to disrupt the ransomware groups operating out of Russia and said that the U.S. will take any necessary action to defend itself. That's strong language, but I think it'll be heard more if it's actually accompanied by some supporting actions, which I imagine they're probably doing. But I don't think just a stern talking to is going to do anything for a former member of the KGB. The FBI says attackers are using technical support fraud, SIM swapping, and crypto exchange credential attacks to go after people's crypto wallets. Microsoft has released out-of-band updates for Print Nightmare. And it looks like it didn't fully get the entire thing. And it looks like they're going to be issuing some additional patches as well. A new piece of malware called Biopass is a remote access trojan that sideloads OBS to record victim screens. Zen City is an Israeli data analysis firm that provides anonymized and sanitized trend information on social media, especially as it relates to misinformation. They are already serving 200 law enforcement agencies in the U.S., and market themselves as providing trend data without revealing sensitive PII related to specific people. Microsoft has paid $13.6 million in bug bounties in the past year. I think that's a good number, but if it was 10 times higher, I don't think anyone would notice or care or think it was too high. The Pentagon has canceled Microsoft's JEDI contract and is restarting the bidding process evidently with more focus on AI this time. We continue to see fallout from the Excelion attacks, with Morgan Stanley announcing a breach as a result. Same with BlackBot and SolarWinds and lots of other supply chain attacks. I think it'll take years before we know how broad and deep these things actually went. Amass, which is an OWASP tool, has a cool new feature with a collaboration it works with security trails where you can share the subdomains that you found for a domain with the community. You add your security trails API key to a mass and use the share flag to publish what you found via the API. I think this is really cool. Palo Alto's Unit 42 has analyzed Rebel's tactics and found them to be depressingly basic. Phishing, credential stuffing, RDP servers, etc. Sure, it's depressing, but why do something more advanced when the simple stuff keeps on working? Recorded Future has detected Chinese APT group TAG-22 
going after Nepal, the Philippines, and Taiwan. And they're evidently using the Winti brand of malware, along with other tools. China's cyberspace regulator just said that any company with more than 1 million users needs to go through a security review before offering shares overseas. The goal is to prevent the foreign listings from allowing an avenue for foreign government influence into companies and therefore into China. Jack Cable of the Krebs Stamos Group has launched a new tool that tracks ransomware payments called Ransomware, with the where being W-H-E-R-E. Yeah, I took a look at it and it's quite nice. You should check it out. CISA has released security advisories for Philips Pack products. Cisco has released updates to its web security appliance and business process automation products. And Western digital users have another RCE to worry about. Insurance company CNA reports a data breach after its ransomware incident. So yeah, a lot of these attacks are multifaceted now. So if they don't get you with the ransomware, they start going after different things and give them to different markets. So now they have a data breach in addition to the availability problem they had a while back. NanoLock Security raised $11 million to continue protecting OT devices. And ZeroFox acquires dark web threat intelligence company Vigilante. Technology news. A number of startups are using AI to create realistic voice and video for digital assistants, video game characters, corporate videos, and advertising. Think about any situation where you need video content or you need just voiceovers, but it's hard to, you know, deal with actors or find voice actors or get them into a studio or whatever. Well, so many startups are working on this problem of basically just being able to write a script and have the AI read it and have it sound just as good or better than a human. That is what this space is working on, and it's pretty exciting. Facebook is building a new city near its headquarters called Willow Park. It'll be a self-contained city with 1,729 apartments, a hotel, supermarkets, cafes, restaurants, parks, and a pharmacy. It'll allow the company to employ 3,400 more employees at that location. I think I know exactly where this is. It's um, a little bit further west if you head on Willow around that area. It's probably where they're going to put it. It's uh, The whole place is just becoming crazy. Just a massive collection of Facebook buildings. And now it's going to be a Facebook city. Feels, I don't know, feels very utopia, dystopia kind of situation. But I imagine if you're 21, this sounds like the coolest thing ever. To get a job, live in the city, never have to leave and uh, have all these perks associated with working there. Tesla started rolling out its long-delayed full self-driving software update, or at least closer to full autonomous driving. It's not actual full autonomous driving, but it does enable multiple features that get us closer, such as lane changes and turns that are possible off of the highway, whereas before it needed to be on a highway before it could do any of those things. So we're getting closer, but yeah, it turns out this whole autonomous driving thing was harder than Musk thought it would be, which he admitted to recently. 
Visa says it's partnering with 50 crypto companies to allow customers to use digital currencies. This is pretty exciting. I think this is a, uh, yeah, this is a smart move by Visa to just jump in with uh, 50 different groups and say this is going to happen. I think it speaks well for the crypto market. But I think it's just smart management because if crypto goes nowhere, so what? They turned on some functionality and they could just turn it back off versus if it does go somewhere, they don't want to be left behind. So I think this is a smart move and hopefully for their competitors, they will do the same. Amazon is selling COVID test kits for $39.99 in the U.S., TikTok is inviting users to send video resumes to participating companies, including Target, Chipotle, Shopify, and others. Whether we like it or not, a lot of jobs come down to charisma and likability, especially in customer service. Plus, we know legacy hiring is just horrendous, so I could see this being really successful. Pretty soon you'll do everything on TikTok, most likely, or most everything. Amazon has been instructing managers not to tell employees whether they're on performance plans unless they ask. Well, now that this is out, a lot of people are going to be asking. Human news. 59% of Americans thought they were thriving in June. That's, that's quotes, thriving in June, which is the highest percentage in over 13 years of measuring this question. And the previous lows were at the worst parts of the 2008 financial crisis and, of course, the pandemic last year, both of which were at 46%. Now we're up to 59% saying they're thriving, which is surprising to me. Although I, I guess I could see it as a bounce back effect of the pandemic and having things opened up just feeling really good. Or things could actually be much better for a lot of people or some combination thereof. A Yale study has shown that psilocybin repairs brain cells, parentheses in mice, that have been damaged by depression. Really exciting stuff happening. Heard about some company that is getting into like psilocybin and MDMA. They're already trading on the stock market. Supposed to make a mental note of that, or I was supposed to note that down, but I think I was driving at the time. If anyone knows that company, let me know. Probably want to invest. Cubans are protesting for freedom in some of the largest pro-change gatherings in decades. I'm sure China will be watching this closely. A potential communist ally falling to the uh, clutches of freedom. Death Valley hit 130 degrees recently, matching the Earth's highest recorded temperature in 90 years. 130 degrees. New research in the journal Cell claims that neurons don't just encode information in the rate of their firings, but also in their timing. It's believed that this can explain how humans learn so quickly. I think this is really cool. Nature finding different ways to send information, not just with, you know, speed or frequency, but the timing of firing. So it's really, really cool. The president of Haiti was assassinated in his home. And there are Americans among the suspects. A UC study has found there actually wasn't a massive migration out of California. 
They said there was a migration out of San Francisco, but that two-thirds of the people stayed in the Bay Area and 80% stayed in California. There, of course, were people leaving California, but it looks like it was kind of scheduled travel uh, or scheduled leaving and that it was pretty commensurate with uh, normal levels. So this is UC. Um, so I don't know, maybe there's a little bias there and I'm a California person. So I guess my bias is that I'm putting this, uh, article in, in here at all, uh, a little bit of defensiveness for California. Maybe if you're going to have some bias, at least talk about it. Content ideas and analysis getting good. It's a quick little thing I wrote over the weekend on how to get really good at something you could check out on the site. Notes. I finished our book club book in like two days after we selected it, roughly. And I read two other books since then. I'm really getting the reading in. It's uh, been enjoyable. And I'm currently rereading a bunch of Mark Manson stuff. He wrote uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, um, which is a really great book. I highly recommend it. And I'm also looking at installing a reverse osmosis system at my main sink. I've already got a couple of replies on this one since it went out in the newsletter. But uh, if anyone knows the best brand options or tips or whatever, please pass them along. I heard one tip already that came through that said to install the accelerator because it does better filtering. So I'm not sure exactly what that entails, but do appreciate that. I think that was Michael that sent along, so appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing a water softener for the whole house, but I, I'm not sure I want to do that. It seems kind of drastic, but I definitely want a water filter for drinking water. You can't have good coffee without good water. So that's where my priorities lie. And any tips would be appreciated. Discovery. Sponsored discovery for this week. Inky. Inky uses machine learning and computer vision to identify and block zero-day phishing emails that get through legacy email systems. Using the most advanced detection techniques, Inky blocks malicious phishing attacks on Microsoft O365, Exchange, and Google Workplace. That is their copy from their website that I assembled together. And... I actually know these guys and have worked with their team on various things over the years. And uh, I actually use the service myself. I think it's quite great. Gives you like these headers at the top of your emails that tell you the threat level of the email that's coming in. And you could turn them off based on the level of the threat. It's quite good. I really enjoy it. And if you're in the market for email security, you should definitely add them to your list of candidates. So thanks to Inky for being a sponsor this week. Security scorecards, automated analysis and ratings of open source security using a scorecard system. It was all a dream. A Python-based print nightmare vulnerability scanner that lets you test entire subnets for the issue and get the output as a CSV. Hack crawler a Go-based web crawler for gathering URLs and JavaScript paths. Got Codingo here sharing his recon approach using security trails, FDNS, Woxy, and other tools. Really good video. This is with uh, Ben 
over at NOMSEC. The genealogy of Nassim Taleb's Incerto. This is a really cool graphic showing how all the different concepts in Nassim Taleb's different books all mixed together. Really enjoyed this thing. Looked at it for like, whatever, 15 minutes last night. And a fascinating interview about how products are less differentiated now by features and are increasingly differentiated by their story and their messaging. So basically their narratives. This is a must read. It's a short little piece on TechCrunch. And I'm going to research more about this guy who, who did the article. I mean, it's just fantastic stuff. He's a consultant. He just helps companies do this. He's saying that features are commodities now. And all these companies have great features. And it, if they don't have them, it's easy to copy them. And you have to have a story. That's the thing that actually differentiates you from your competition. I 100% agree. So I'm going to be following this person's work. Recommendations. If you have a NAS, make sure it's not connected to the internet. If you look at all these QNAP and Western Digital RCEs, and you consider what most people have on their NASs, which is like, whatever, pictures, tax information, I don't know, really important stuff generally, it's probably not worth it to have it online. These companies tend not to be staffed with the security expertise to host your most sensitive data online. So I recommend go to your interface, make sure the system is up to date, make sure you have a strong non-default password set, take it off the internet, and help your less tech-savvy loved ones do the same. And the aphorism for the week. You are the artist of your own life. Don't hand the brush to anyone else. You are the artist of your own life. Don't hand the brush to anyone else. Eva Bersano. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. And here's your next podcast.